Hi, I'm Jane Stahl, retired high school English teacher and director of community relations at Studio B Fine Art Gallery in Boyertown, Pennsylvania. And this is the Be Inspired podcast. My guest and I hope that in the few minutes you spend with us, you'll be surprised and delighted to meet someone new, become aware of projects going on in your neighborhood, and maybe entertain a new way to look at the world. Look, we all need to keep our spirits up in these challenging times, and I can't think of a better way to lift up our spirits than to meet interesting, passionate folks and learn about what they're doing to make life better for all of us. And so, join me now for the Be Inspired podcast. Hello, Be Inspired audience. We are here today with my mentor, Bill Vitiello <laughs> from Victory Bank. And um, I, um, I wanted today to invite him to come back two years into this process. This, I'm entering my third season yep. of a Be Inspired podcast. And Bill was the one through his own podcast who inspired me to learn. And then he taught me how to do this. He even brought the name of my podcast to me. I had something else in mind that was really kind of lame. But he brought Be Inspired to me as the title of the podcast. And I just think it's absolutely, absolutely perfect. But um, confession time here. Oh, okay. You know, I wanted, I was inspired by your podcast that I was also looking for something new to do in 2020. Because you always have to have something going on mm -hmm. and I'm in process of trying to figure out what that is for 2022 here okay. for okay. but um, I remembered enjoying with my students back in the day going to WPAZ and having little programs alerting the community about what was going at the high school and you know I really enjoy that because I like to talk as you can tell yeah, right. and uh, <laughs> uh, so when that happened I ask you if you would teach me and that was right before the world shut down that was february 2020 and by mid-march the world shut down but i wanted to figure out something new and i also wanted to figure out something i could do on my own you know just in case not that there was any thought about it but just in case the studio you know decided not to be anymore mm -hmm. and we had no of course thoughts about that at the time but certainly when covid hit we were afraid that the studio wouldn't survive. Uh, happily, with my podcast and Amy Muzapapa, mm -hmm. who came in and did visual uh, virtual tours of the artwork and you know and and interviews and conversations with artists and so forth that we were able to put on Facebook Live, we've really rejuvenated our you know, our efforts here, and we will keep some of the things that COVID forced us to do. Now, I've talked quite enough. It's your turn, no, Bill. You're fine. I, I, look, I appreciate <laughs> you having me on, and you are doing a phenomenal job oh, with this podcast. You've had so such kind. a breadth of uh, folks from Boyertown and beyond on this podcast. Do you Are you a regular listener? I am a regular listener. <laughs> I love it. I couldn't tell you the last episode because I tend to bounce around a of little course. bit. Of course. And it's based on timing when I'm in the car or of whatever course, it is. Of but course. yeah, you've had some wonderful guests on. And we are recording in the studio here and the artwork um, is just amazing here. 
absolutely amazing. So, well, I noticed we don't have any of your photography here this time. This time. And I didn't see you bring any in for the next show, but I do want to encourage you to continue with it. Yes. Well, we will <laughs> We'll chat a little bit about the photography uh, okay. piece of things. So, okay. Yeah. But okay. thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, it just seemed like the perfect time. Yeah, it's time to catch up, isn't it? Time to it's catch time up. To so catch tell up. me what you're about. So, so as Jane had said, that I do work for the Victory Bank. Um, my formal title there is the Director of Institutional Relationships and mm. Marketing. So okay. on the institutional relationship side, I manage our municipality portfolio and anything public funds. So okay. it could be townships, boroughs, sewer authorities, uh, school districts, um, public libraries, uh, that sort of thing. And sponsorship for... Our shows, I believe Victory Bank sponsored prizes for us during one of our shows in 2021. Thank you again. You're welcome. It's our pleasure. Um, <laughs> we're so, um, you know, the community really makes us what we are mm -hmm. um, as a bank. And we could think nothing better than to give back to the community that Excellent. made us uh, what we are. So um, I know we're involved with this. We've been involved with the Colebrookdale Railroad and Great. some other projects in town as well. So. You know, back when we opened our doors back in um, uh, 2008, you know, we needed the support of Boyer Town, just one of the communities, and wow. uh, they really responded. So, so we're happy we to be share a birthday, 2008. Yes. <laughs> we're so young. Look at us. Look at us. We just oh, got into our teenage years. My God. Yeah. Um, but but on the marketing side, I direct all of our internal and external communications okay. uh, for the company. So um, so it's a it's a it's a lot. Of work, yeah, but I love it. Do, I love it. Yeah, excellent. I love it. The, now you're connected with the chamber in a big way. The Tri County Area yeah. Chamber, yes. So, yeah. so we actually started um, from my own personal podcast. We actually started a podcast with the chamber called mm -hmm. Chamber Chat. Okay. So we now, believe it or not, have been through seven seasons of Chamber Chat. What <laughs> you've been in charge of seven seasons seven, of Chamber Chat? Seven seasons. Holy wow. Um, so again, it's available. At, so when we first started, it was a podcast. And then we started recording ourselves and streaming on Facebook Live. Yeah. And that seemed to be kind of where it is at the moment where people can tune in either live and watch us mm -hmm. or they can tune in a little bit down the road and watch us. I love that about our podcast, not podcast, our um live events live as stream, well yeah. because it allows people to visit the studio in the comfort of their pajamas mm -hmm. you know whenever it is they have time to do that and it just has worked out well as it has for you yeah yeah and again we've been through seven seasons and it's you know this that was a volunteer effort for me and it was a little bit of a commitment so uh, this past season at the end of season seven i did step aside and the chamber is looking to potentially partner with, I can't really say who it is because it could be a pretty pretty big announcement, but oh. um, looking to <laughs> partner with somebody else in the community to continue chamber chat. Wonderful. So, so my volunteer services has, has now shifted very recently from doing the chamber chat podcast to now having a board of director position with the Tri-County Area with the Chamber. With the Tri-County Chamber. Now is the so. chamber chat um, a, a volunteer? Uh, the chamber chat, yeah, the chamber still chat's a volunteer a position. Still a volunteer okay. position, yep. Yeah. So, uh, but it was, it was a blast, and and I couldn't think, you know, I think back to all those times in 2020 and 2021 where we were still at home and either quarantining or just minimizing our our socializing, mm -hmm. where we were doing this virtually, and uh, 
you know, it, it was a blast. But now that we're back to, you know, normal, I, you know, I have to shift responsibilities a little bit. Yeah. So it's a, it's a lot to keep yeah. on my schedule. But. Yeah. So the bank's been busy this time of year. Bank's been very busy. Yeah. It seems like around the holiday times, things slow down, mm-hmm. um, you know, for good reason. I think people are a little distracted by, yeah. you know, inviting family friends in, holiday shopping, whatever you want to call it. You know, now that the new years come around, people make new resolutions. Maybe they want to start new projects. Maybe yeah. they're finally refinancing something that they wanted to, you know, gotcha. refinance. So um, we're here for all of it. Believe me. That's yeah, fantastic. Things, things have been great so far. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. So the family, the hobbies, the photography. Talk to me. Yeah, it's keep, it's keeping me busy. Um, so I, I, I always tend to balance my professional career with something um, that I enjoy looking forward to and something on the creative side. And that is, you'd mentioned it earlier, my photography. Yeah. That is something I think over the pandemic that has um, increased quite a bit for me. I used to be used to be the type of photographer that I need the grand landscape, like I need to go to the Grand Canyon, <laughs> or I need to go to the uh, Tetons in Wyoming or wherever it is. But yeah. I've really come to appreciate, in fact, at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, uh, my wife and I, uh, for 13 straight weekends, we hiked 13 different properties of the natural lands. If you're mm-hmm. familiar with natural lands at all, in in and around in and around this area, yep. No and kidding. Those are they're very beautiful in and of themselves, but it wasn't that grand landscape that I was used to. So uh-huh. I had to start looking for details <laughs> on things, yep. and I found like my photography eye became a lot better when I started doing that. And what so, do you? What does that mean? So I think, uh, again, I, I got gravitated towards that grand landscape, but if you look a little bit closer, there's such beauty in the details in mm-hmm. a lot of this um, floral and fauna, which I think is your yeah. next exhibit, correct? Very good. Um, I will hope to see some of your work. You like that tie in there? Side. <laughs> um, but um, and it's even even getting up a little bit closer, not necessarily macro work, but, uh, you know, because true macro photographers is, is incredibly close. Um, okay. But just more, a little bit more close up and a little bit more intimate. Okay. So I've been learning to find those compositions. And I've also diversified my portfolio by not only doing uh, nature and floral and um, animals, but I've gotten, my diversity has grown where you could pretty much drop me anywhere right now. And wow. I feel confident enough that I will make an image. I used to shy away from walking a town like Boyertown because there's brick buildings and yeah. concrete and yeah. all this other stuff, I will photograph it until the sun goes down now. <laughs> no, can so, you find yeah. the patterns? Patterns, you know, play, light. light and shadow. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I wonder, I remember the first and only so far um, piece that you submitted for one of our exhibitions mm-hmm. last year. Was that snow yes that was beautiful a, bird so that was a house wren so the house wren has this beautiful um like um red and grayish yeah. to brownish type of tone to it and it was in a very heavy snowstorm yeah and the bird was just sitting on the end of a branch and i, I actually was just inside my house nope. <laughs> i have to confess <laughs> i was inside my house and as soon as i saw it i knew what i wanted for an image so did you 
sneak outside for the photo? Were I, you able to take it from inside? That actually was right through the window. No kidding. It was right through the window. It was a yeah. beautiful piece. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, yeah, I know it did make it down to the Audubon uh, exhibit as well. Mm -hmm. I did not yeah. get a chance to go see it down there. because That was an incredible experience for us, you know, yeah. to take the work down there. And, I mean, people were so receptive and purchased art. And we're hopeful to get down there yet again. Yeah, uh, that would that so. would be great. It's such great exposure for Boyertown oh, for the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was and really then, good. And then you know, as time as time went on, I I do okay. a lot of um, garage selling and flea marketing. Do and, you really? And got into collecting antique cameras. Uh, so I would collect these antique cameras and they would just be sitting on the shelf because again, love photography, just really love everything about it. So they would be sitting on the shelf, and then I said. What if I put some film in some of these cameras? Really? What would happen sort of thing. So, I mean, I had an old box camera that dated back to the 1920s that I put some medium format film in and went to Valley Forge Park and took some images there. So, believe it or not, they turned out. Where did so, you find the film? Uh, so the film, so 35 millimeter and 120 format, which uh -huh. is medium format, those two are readily available. Are they really? They still actively make film and they're readily available, yes. Very so, cool. Fact, now, I was going to say, this, yeah. this, this camera, we'll take a photo of it, folks, that you can find on Facebook. Yeah. Right. <laughs> is so this I, one of your finds? This, this is. So this is, a, this is a prop that you're not going to be able to see until she posts the photo, but this is... A, what's called a TLR, a twin lens reflex. Okay. So I'll do my best to describe it. So you may have seen images of photographers who maybe will look down into the camera. Yes. And there's two lenses here. The one, the lens that's on top is the viewing lens. Uh -huh. And the ones at the bottom is the taking lens. Okay. So this takes medium format 120 film. Uh -huh. So I'll do a little uh, demo for you here. This, uh, the, um, the, um, I don't even know what you call this thing, pops up. Okay. Okay. And then you look down into the glass and then you focus your image. Uh-huh. And then you cock the shutter and then fire the shutter. I love that sound. It's very quiet. It's a it's a I love but <laughs> that's a lovely sound. So this is uh <laughs> this has become a um, an overly serious hobby, collecting the cameras, and I'm only, for the most part, I would say collecting cameras that I can shoot film in that actually work. Okay. So for all those listening, if you have any old cameras laying around, perhaps <laughs> oh, in your family, I'd be happy to take a look at them. I brownie I had <clears throat> when yeah. I was like 10 years old, something mm -hmm. like that. And then there was the Polaroid, and then there were discs. Cameras, yeah, the disc, something yep. like that. My children had, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then one ten film was another format. And my husband bought a Minolta, okay, yep. in Vietnam when he was serving in service there. That 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 was great. And then we had another one, and I can't remember the name of it, but I loved that camera mm -hmm. until I dropped it. Oh. Well, sometimes, you know, those back in the day, they were built like tanks. <laughs> well, this Some one, of them you can drop and they would this be This one fine. would no longer zoom. Oh, you know? okay. And yeah. so my husband decided I needed a digital camera. Okay. Yeah, but I love the... I love taking photos. Yeah, the film the film aspect is really interesting because, you know, with digital, you take it, you see it right away. Yeah. 
and you can really manipulate it. Like there's a lot of ways to do that in Adobe Lightroom or whatever mm -hmm. you know, program you decide to choose. But film is, you almost, you, you get what you get. Yeah. And you have to know how to properly expose it or if you're going for some creative. Um, now you don't expose, you don't. De develop you, do you it? have a dark room? I don't. But I feel like I'm getting there. Oh my God! I, <laughs> I feel like I'm getting there. I took a photography course uh, during my um, when I was getting my master's degree, and loved it. Okay. Loved it. Yeah. And I can remember, you know, we'd be in total darkness and open the camera and mm -hmm. take out the film and. Yeah, I, I have a feeling. Oh, I, I hope I, you do that. It's I, exciting. I hope I do too. Um, in fact, a friend contacted me recently. He found his um, great grandfather's camera from, I think it was from the late like nineteen, like nineteen fifteen, nineteen sixteen, or something like that. Uh -huh. The camera still works. Wow. And he said, I would <clears throat> love if we could take an image of me and my boys. Wow. With the camera, and yeah. I, I may be getting into doing dry plate photography which is a whole nother I don't even know what that is <laughs> so dry plate actually a dry plate actually preceded film oh okay 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 so dry plate essentially what it is is you pour a bunch of chemicals on mm -hmm. and I'm for those who are purists I know I'm not describing this <laughs> accurately <laughs> or appropriately and I apologize um, but you pour a bunch of light sensitive chemicals onto this plate of glass uh -huh. you let it dry you keep it light tight uh -huh. You drop it into the back of the camera, expose the plate, and then you develop the plate. So the image is actually on the plate mm -hmm. where film is actually yeah. on 35 millimeter or 120 film. It's right. a, a right. you know, the paper is a right. little right. bit, right. 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 you can bend it and twist it and do it out. So all the light sensitive chemicals are inside the emulsion of the film. Wow. So, yeah. So that's been, it's been uh, a passion project I guess you'd say is <laughs> All right, so collecting these and shooting these. So. That is fantastic. I just love it. So are you do have your wife have you and your wife continued your hiking? We have not. <laughs> <laughs> we have not and I don't know why. It's been it's it's a uh, it's a bit bizarre. I know we're getting into the um, and obviously the heavy winter months here. I know this is this podcast is gonna go out a few weeks later, but I have no problem going out in the snow. In fact, I enjoy some of the winter images that I mm -hmm. get with the snow. So yeah. whenever I have a chance and the timing falls right, um, I'll definitely be out in the snow. I love it. But typically we uh, take a hiatus for from hiking over the winter. I <laughs> so. see. Yes, yes. I see. Well, uh, Elaine Soltis, who's one of our artists, mm -hmm. uh, challenged me a number of years ago, pre-COVID. She said, now I want you to write and do artwork every day. And she gave me a journal and she gave me some materials and she, you know, and I said, okay, I'll try it because she was disappointed that I didn't do art right. every day. Well, I, I think I did it one day. Okay. <laughs> just couldn't, I just couldn't. Yes. But what I ended up doing, Bill, was with my little iPhone, I ended up looking for images that caught my eye. Okay. And so just the other day, I sent her an image of my dog's paw prints that were half melted. I'm going to show you that image. My dog's paw prints that were half melted in okay. the snow. Nice. And um, I've taken photos of tire tracks mm -hmm. in the icy 
you know, snow yeah. that are just a beautiful pattern. Remind me of ribbon candy, if you remember that, ribbon candy. Right, and that's the type of photography that I was talking about, where you just look a little bit closer to the details. Yeah. Things yeah. that you might walk over or yep. walk past. Yeah. Um, yep. There's a lot to be said in those details, absolutely. I love Good it. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It helps, it stimulates that part of your, your brain, right? So even though you, mm -hmm. you may not be actively journaling, yep. it still stimulates you in some regards. Absolutely. So it's I, an excellent exercise. I, yeah. I just, I found a lot of pleasure doing that. Yeah. And then that year, I guess when I started, we did the Wabi Sabi book of poetry, prose, and art. Mm -hmm in which, you know, the Japanese have you look at th little things, mm -hmm. minor things, you know, that are things of beauty that may not last forever. Mm -hmm. And my puppy's paw prints in the snow and the tire tracks, you know, uh, in, the, in the ice were perfect examples, I felt. Yeah. Of Wabi-Sabi. Talking about our books of poetry, prose, and art, mm -hmm. I ask you if you had um, a thought or two to contribute here today, to inspire other people to um, think about a theme or a topic or a story or a poem for our next book, which is called Transforming Moments, Finding Our Voice. I have found, and this was an assignment I did with my students back in the day, but there, if you think back, reflect on your life, and you are a reflective person. When you reflect back on your life, there are moments in our lives after which we are never the same. Something happens to us or we experience a new perspective or some kind of epiphany happens. And I'm eager to collect those for our next book of poetry, prose, and art. You got anything for me? Well, this is, so you're right. I am, I am very introspective, um, but I only, really learned this over the last I would say five to six years mm -hmm. prior to that I was I was not um, very self-reflective I guess you'd say but looking back I'd say there's several points in my life that were turning points I guess you'd say mm -hmm. um, you know the first I think was my marriage Okay. Um, marriage is a huge commitment, obviously. Mm -hmm. I'm married to a wonderful woman <laughs> named Susan who puts up with all this camera nonsense and the hiking and so on and so forth. So for that, um, I'm eternally grateful. Um, I worked for a company for um, some time, seven, almost 18 years. Mm -hmm. uh, Clemens Family Markets, if you remember them. Some folks might. Uh, they didn't have too many stores around here. I think probably I North, remember. North mm -hmm. Coventry may have been the mm -hmm. uh, closest one. They wound up selling, and I again I had worked for them, so that actually eventually it's a long story which I won't <laughs> won't bore the audience with, but that eventually led me to banking. Wow! So here I am, you know, selling a pound of grapes at the supermarket to somebody. I'm going to putting that loosely, but then um, giving advice to somebody on how to manage their finances and what I think is appropriate for them. So it was really, that, that shift in my life was really, uh, looking back, it was quite monumental um, because I went from 18 years knowing an industry I know incredibly well mm -hmm. to knowing absolutely nothing mm -hmm. about banking. I mean, I knew what a checking and a savings account was. That mm -hmm. was it. Mm -hmm. um, but somebody, somebody was willing, they were willing to teach me the banking part of it. Yeah, I had maybe. all these other skill sets that I didn't even sure. know that I had that sure. were transferable. Um, but teaching the banking was uh, was definitely uh, 
definitely a help. Now, was it somebody in the supermarket industry that taught you banking, or no? It was somebody um, in banking. <laughs> okay. Um, who would who would uh, you know? I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. They t they took a chance. They took yeah. a chance, and they said, you know what? We're going to take a chance. That well, I remember you your story <laughs> that you told us the first time in our first episode of interviewing for the banking job, mm -hmm. and they asked you what experience you had. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I told them. I said I have a checking account. <laughs> and they laughed just like you're laughing. Yep. And they said, no, seriously, you know, what else, What can you tell me about mm -hmm. banking? I said, oh, I have a savings account also, <laughs> you know, sort of thing. So I said, no, you know, seriously, I said, I, I know how to manage sales. I can manage process and how to manage people. I can manage a facility. I can manage conflict. Yeah. You know, so I had all that skill set. I just needed the banking part of it. Exactly. So they were kind enough to, to take a chance. And uh, and was it Victory that took a chance? It, it wasn't. It was Citizens Bank. Oh, okay. Okay, who I worked for at the time. Okay. Um, and then, you know, af after that, the, the other life-changing event was when I worked for another financial institution, actually happened to be a credit union, and they went through a layoff. Okay. So I was laid off back in the summer of 2017. Okay. And, you know, here I am. I'm incredibly passionate about what I do for mm -hmm. my clients mm -hmm. and the banking industry. And to, to have that ripped out from underneath mm -hmm. me was very, very difficult for me. Mm -hmm. And i thankful that I had a, um, he really was a, uh, a friend and career coach mm -hmm. that he was just transitioning into that I could learn from him. Um, how to put all this in perspective and to visualize some things mm -hmm. about what is happening. And, you know, when I, when I look back, you know, I was, I was unemployed for six months. Mm -hmm. And that is just a small, small blip in time. Yeah. My overall time that I'm going to be working on this earth is such a small blip. Yeah. But when you're in the moment. When you're in the moment. It's incredibly. Is that what started you? In the reflective process? Yes. I would guess. Yes. Big time. I would guess. And I, I I took to it I took to it so much that I then wanted to help other people who were feeling right. the same way. So I feel like I'm incredibly talented to help somebody who is in the same situation. I've built LinkedIn profiles for folks. We've talked about resumes and building out resumes and putting, you know, real tangible facts on there. We talk about interviewing skills and positioning, like, you know, where you're going to find your next job. Is it really going to be online or is it going to be through networking? Yeah. So I just enjoy giving back in, well, that, this in that is, regard. And this has to be a huge need at this particular time in our history when so many people have really left the job, mm -hmm. the workforce, mm -hmm. and are re-examining their lives and who they want to be and what they want to do with the time that they're here because major, even a, ma major shift happening right now. Yeah. Major shift. And you yeah. see, and you know, a lot of the economists will tell you that we never really went through a recession during right. this whole COVID thing. It was more of a service recession. Okay. So folks that were in the service industry, right. they're on our front line yep. who are coming in potential contact with COVID yep. day in and day out, one. And then two, you have a lot of these retail workers who are not working in the best conditions, yeah. don't have the best benefits. They're saying, We're, we, I'm going to do something else in life. Well, well yes. Right? So, exactly. so, that, so, that's, so that's what we see. And well, I you think, know, I think what we're seeing also, and I've never expressed this, and I don't know if it's appropriate to do that here, but I will anyway. But 
you know, I have thought also all those many years that businesses were looking looking at ways to cut their costs. They were eliminating health benefits. Mm -hmm. They were bringing in part-time people for just enough hours that they didn't have to offer health benefits. Mm -hmm. And looking to shrink the workforce so that their profit margin, I guess, would be better. And Mm -hmm. now people are seeing... The the overall effects of that. Exactly. I mean... I can remember, you know, I think it was Wisconsin. I forget what the governor's name was, but I was so annoyed because I was teaching at the time. I was so annoyed with him because he was looking to break the teachers' union, Hmm. you know. And I thought, why are you doing that? Because he didn't want to pay this and he didn't want to offer that. Mm -hmm. And it became a whole way of looking at the workforce until COVID hit. Right. And we're having to relook at why people want to work. We, we are, and, and it's been very devastating to those industries oh. in particular and, and a lot of businesses. But, Jane, I firmly believe that this is going to make us better. Oh, I love that. Talk it's about that. It's going to make us better. Well, first, Why do you think that? Well, first of all, we've adapted. Humans are meant to be able to adapt. Right? This we is can the inspired yeah, part. <laughs> we can adapt to pretty much any situation. Um, oh, but the thing man. is, as humans, we want to be comfortable, too. And that's why this COVID thing threw us all off. Uh-huh. I mean, for most of us, when we're hungry, we can go into the refrigerator and get something to eat, right? That right. comforts us. If we're cold, we can put a jacket on that comforts us. Yep. If we're hot, we can take something off that yep. comforts us. Yeah. So we want to be comfortable in all situations, and when we're not, yeah, we throw the flag. We're like this. I don't like this as a human. <laughs> I just don't like it. Yeah. So that's why that's. I think you continue to see that behavior in human beings right now is that we still have this COVID thing to deal with. I mean, look at the mm-hmm. big debate with vaccinations and masks and the schooling part of it like there's a lot of complicated issues right there i'm I'm not taking sides one way or the other but i think i think there could be a better way to have a conversation about figuring it all out yeah it got messy too quick yeah and we didn't have a chance to talk to each other first Mm -hmm. to figure out what's best for everybody yeah well, that's what we're also in a society where we everything happens like this. Yes. You know, we can, hey, we want a piece of information. We go on the phone yep. or we can just say, you know, hey, yep. S-I-R-I, hey, Siri. Yeah. Um, you know, and you get, a, you get an answer. So yeah. we're, we're such an immediate society that if we don't feel like a problem is solved right away, that, oh, you know, we, we're all up in arms again. Right, right, So, right. you know, to your point, I, um, I'm hoping that we can come together as a community and as a society where we can solve this together. Yeah. And we can move forward together and be much better than well, we I, were previous. I love I love the serving of hope you gave us today. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I truly I truly believe that. And that's part of I think that's part of the self-reflection um, yeah. that I've had over time is that I've I'm put on this earth to do something. Yeah. Um you know, I feel like the, 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 all these little things that I'm doing will eventually add up to something. Yeah. And I'm inspiring somebody. There you or go. I'm motivating somebody. Yep. So, yep. Um, yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much, Bill, for joining us again on our uh, going into my third year of Be Inspired. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> You're <laughs> really you doing great. Much. You're really doing great with it. <laughs> You're the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Be Inspired podcast. If you enjoyed the Be Inspired podcast, please subscribe 
to be notified of new episodes. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And we welcome you to suggest people, projects, and perceptions that inspire you. What the world needs now is inspiration. Contact me, Jane Stahl, at studiobbb.org or stop by Studio B. More information can be found in the episode notes. We are eager to meet you and learn what it is you love. This is the end of today's episode, and I hope you find your way today to be inspired.